Hello and welcome to the WordPress Chick Podcast. Brought to you by the WPChick.com. WordPress explained for those of us who get headaches when we hear words like PHP and functions, but want to make money with their WordPress sites. No boring code snippets here. Just WordPress happiness made easy. Now, here's your host, Kim Doyle, the WordPress Chick. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the WordPress Chick Podcast. I am your host, Kim Doyle, the WordPress Chick. This is episode number 18. So, you know, whenever I get ready to do the individual shows, I mean, the interviews, not that they're a given, but obviously the the content's kind of structured. And I do write the show notes out for the individual posts also, simply because, you know, there is no way you would want to listen to me. I don't know, maybe you would, but sit and completely wing it. That could be pretty entertaining. But today, one thing that's become really clear to me as my business has grown, um, well, and just in life, I guess, it's probably age, wisdom, all that good stuff. But when I get crystal clear about my intentions or something I want to do, it's like the support for that shows up left and right. And I know it's probably a little woo-woo, but, you know, think of it kind of like, you know, if you buy a new car, doesn't it seem like you see that car everywhere? Well, your perception has changed, right? So your awareness of that thing has changed. And I've totally done the same thing has happened to me in my business. It's just as I've gotten more deliberate and conscious in what I'm doing, I notice it a lot more. That's probably a part of it also. So I think, was it last week? Probably the personal show before that, where I was talking about, you know, I am in the Fizzle community. Uh, that's thinktraffic.net. It's their monthly membership site. Great community. Have joined a mastermind. So I'm looking forward to that getting rolling. Um, but the two courses that have been so valuable to me so far, which there's a ton of value, multiple courses in there, but the one was essential. And again, here we go, me saying it, I don't have the title pulled up in front of me, but it's Essentials of Web Design for Small Business Owners, and then Defining Your Audience. So as I've started paying attention to those things, of course, more and more things start start showing up for me. So I started thinking about, you know, well, what is it you're trying to accomplish with your site? And the thing is, for those of you who have been doing this for a long time, or this is a discovery process maybe that you go through with clients. What's been fascinating to me is that I've gone through this process with coaching clients and website clients and simply peers as you, the longer you're in this and you stick with it, and we're going to talk about sticking with it in a minute, but the longer you're in this, the easier it is to get clear, right? And sometimes you have to start with what you don't want to do or, you know, getting clear on, well, I don't, I don't want that type of a business, right? So some of those things come into play. Or like me, you learn the hard way. (laughs) And you just put one foot in front of the other and keep going. Night, you know, this is that the adage of ignorance is bliss. It totally is in this case. Because I, I don't know that I don't know, who knows, I don't know, crystal ball. But you know, when I was starting this, if someone had said it would have taken me five years to get to the point where like, I just got it. That would have seemed like forever. (laughs) The reality is the five years was going to pass whether I stuck with it or not, though, right? And I talked about this in my Fireside Chat podcast a couple episodes ago about my friend who hops and hops and hops. Okay, let's come full circle and we'll focus on today's topic about, you know, what does your WordPress site say about you? And so a couple things 
so in doing those those two courses with the essentials of web design and the defining your audience it was probably i don't know the first time in a long time anyways that i really stopped to look at my site from a visitor perspective and this is everybody does this right we get caught up in our business you're caught up in in creating content working with your clients doing all that stuff i get that and trust me i know there's plenty more to fix on my site but it was really the first time I thought, step back and look at this objectively. So by defining that my target audience, you know, who they are, their age, their income, their demographics, their hobbies, their interests, what they do for free time, I mean, all of it, I did do the whole thing. But by doing that, I'm now I can kind of see, I'm looking at the site like, well, would this be appealing to that person? Is this relevant? Or is this just the latest, greatest gadget, fun you know, bells and whistles that people want on their site. So, you know, as the business has grown, it's just all those things that you hear about, you know, you should do. And I I did talk about this in episode four about the things I would do differently. Some of these items I've talked about, but the perspective that I'm going to address them is a little bit different. Um, But because I've simply stuck with it, a lot of this has come to fruition or it's sort of gelling, it's cohesive. It makes much more sense now. I've got to stop talking with my hands because I'm keep hitting the mic. Um, But it makes a lot more sense to me now. So here are just a few examples of some of the things I'm referring to that maybe I heard or I learned about and I hadn't, you know, really implemented it or didn't quite see the value in it. And just to be the armchair psychologist that I am for a moment, It was all fear. I know that. I I definitely got in my own way with that. Okay, so some of the things, you know, you hear, again, build your list. And for the life of me, simply putting an opt-in form on a site is not going to cut it. But this is all I did for a long time. Even once I created an initial opt-in offer, I didn't really do anything to drive traffic to to the offer. So that's a whole other episode, and I, I have one coming with that. The other thing you hear all the time is that it's all about relationships. And just because you've connected with a select few or you, and I'm not talking numbers here in terms of Twitter or Facebook or any of that, but people that you actually have fostered a relationship with and have conversations with, it doesn't matter if it's social media or phone, in person, whatever, but really, you know, it really is about relationships. Creating valuable content. And we're not just talking creating valuable content. We're talking about creating lots of valuable content. And that, I I don't have a quantifiable, you should be writing, you know, a post every day that's 2,000 words. There's no way I could do that. Well, I don't know. I've been writing a lot of what I'm calling my own epic posts because I'm spending a lot of time on them. I think the longest one was I just wrote yesterday was, um, or published today, excuse me, Sell with Genesis. And it was over 1,800 words and it had a video included. So I really, the goal was, look, I want to establish myself as somebody who, you know, finding a niche within a niche. So Genesis is kind of a niche within WordPress, right? But that's not all I do. I actually had someone unsubscribe. Well, I don't use Genesis and never will. So that was something very clear to me that I need to maybe alter, shift, adjust the way I'm communicating so that the people that do subscribe to me for Genesis tips or whatever, stick around, but also the people that don't use Genesis will still find consistent value in the content I create. So that that was kind of eye-opening to me. 
Um, the other one, you need to share your work, right? I mean, you hear that. It's, that's marketing, sharing your stuff. It's not bragging. It's not tooting your own horn. It's you have to share it. Again, I've said this multiple times, but if you don't share it, nobody else will. <laughs> um, supporting other people. I really don't want to do a complete loony, ranting, what the hell is the matter with people post or show, but I, I so don't get it when you see people that they only post and share their own stuff. It just, <laughs> I've probably done this on the show. You guys are going to have to roll with it because I know the way my brain works and if I think I've said it, I haven't. And I think I haven't, you've probably heard it a few times. Even that little thing I just did there. But Stuart from Mad TV, you know, the, the, the goofy guy, Michael McDonald, was, look what I could do. Look what I could do all of the time. Now everything. It was, don't stop. <laughs> oh, I used to do that to my kids when they would do that to other. Stop. I literally would call them Stuart. <laughs> they hated it. Okay. The point being, support other people. You cannot begin to tell me that if you have a loyal audience, that you have a community you know, a fan base, raving fans, whatever you want to call it, this group of people that if you share a valuable post video product, okay, if you find something of value in something someone else has done and you share it with your audience, do you really think they're going to just jump ship and bail? That's redonkulous. They're simply going to go, wow, I trust you more. Like, here's a little example. I worked in the book industry for like 10 years and uh, I started like my senior year in high school just as a clerk at a bookstore. And, you know, these were the little bookstores, pre-coffee shops and all that good stuff. A little bookstore, like 3,000 square feet. And customers would come in. Mind you, we had to look up books on microfiche. <laughs> Anybody remember that? The microfilm? Oh my God, totally dating myself. But too many times I worked, the company I worked for was Crown Books. If you paid full price, you didn't buy it at Crown Books. And there was a B. Dalton, which was Barnes & Noble's. They, they owned them, actually, at that time. Um, was around the corner. But if we didn't have the book in stock, I'm like, well, let me call B. Dalton and see if they have it. So many customers were like, really? You're going to do that? Which, you know, at 17, I was like, well, it's not my store. <laughs> no, I mean, th- that was there, too. But really, it was more, well, yeah, why not, right? I, I mean, especially when you're in a store that's only 3,000 square feet, put the books away, you clean up. I mean, there's not a whole lot to do all the time. We were very self-entertaining. But so I would just call another store. I had no problem doing that. Same thing, you know, in other in other um, retail environments that I was in, please a customer. So that's what you want to be thinking. If something is a value to your customer, to your audience, to your subscribers, share it. I, I mean, I just, that kind of stuff makes me absolutely apeshit. And when I or when I see people sharing their own quotes, I get it. Once in a while, that's fine. Which, if I do it, it's going to be something really sarcastic. I can tell you right now. But it's I I, I see people doing that. I'm like, you did not just make a big graphic with your own quote and then put your name down at the bottom of it, did you? And you do this multiple times a week. What are you doing? Okay, rant over there. Uh, so that was my support. Other people measure what's working. So. If you're not measuring what's working on your site, how do you know what to be creating and providing and sharing all of that, right? It's it's really, and I'm, I am not a fan of analytics, but there are plenty of things you can do where you don't have to become some SEO expert. But measure what's working, 
that's how I found Studio Press. I started paying attention to analytics and keywords and which posts were getting a lot of traffic. And I thought, wow, you know, a lot of people are coming to these video tutorials on Studio Press themes pre-Genesis. Great. Well, it, it, and it, all of this, none of it was strategic. I just baby stepped my way through it. And my stick with it point was I simply stuck with the WordPress chick. Really? Again, okay, enough said. I've done that a whole bunch of times. Okay, but the point, the big point that I really want to talk about is, you know, what is it you want to accomplish with your site? Because if you don't know that, I can guarantee you, your readers are not going to know it either. And, you know, not having that clear message or not having an understanding of what it is you want to accomplish, that's going to say a lot about you and how serious you take your business, for, for lack of a better word. So, Let's kind of look at this, you know, what you will want accomplished with your site. And I can tell you, I, I did a little example in the, in the show notes, so I'm going to read that to you also. But it, it's not something before you, you know, get like, oh, for the love of God, Kim, like, do we really need to step away from the computer, start writing stuff out? Well, yeah, you do need to do that. But get vague is okay to start with. Just friggin' start. Get some clarity on what you want to accomplish. So here's just a really generic example. But even starting with something like, you know, my goal or, you know, what I hope to accomplish for the site is to build a WordPress site where I can provide value through blog posts and videos, establish my expertise, create loyal fans and offer them products to solve specific problems. So that's generic. But what you can do is take that and you can then put in, you know, use it as a template to to go in and so where it says build a WordPress site where I can provide value through blog posts on travel, videos on location, something, you know what I'm saying? So fill in the blanks, use it sort of as a template. Maybe you've got some clarity or you think you do, but the biggest thing is that you need to be willing to course correct along the way. And I'll never forget the first time I'd heard this analogy, it was about a pilot, you know, when um, a pilot takes off, they know they're starting an endpoint, but their their path their route, they course correct, you know, based on weather conditions and all that kind of stuff. So you need to be able to do that as you're going. Because I think when I started the site, I thought, I just I loved WordPress. I I truly didn't know where it was going to go what I was going to do with it. But I loved it. I love the name. Um, And I just I just when I found something I'd shared or talk about it. And, you know, as someone who's not a coder developer, you know, I like I, I fell in love with all the bells and whistles and cool things, right, that you could do with it. Now, five years in, it needs to have a purpose. If I'm going to include a bell or a whistle on the site, it needs to have that purpose. So I have needed to course correct often as I've gone through this, like, or does the opt-in offer line up with what I'm trying to to do? So, I, you know, I've got the tagline on the site that says WordPress happiness made easy. And then the opt-in offers the three biggest mistakes you're making with your WordPress site and how to fix them. So in a way, WordPress happiness, fix these three, three mistakes, you'll be happy, right? Three basics. And of course, you know, that is a very subjective statement, but they go hand in hand. The goal is to make WordPress easy for the everyday user. I'm talking about my site now, obviously, but so I've got a goal. I want to help and educate people and show them easy ways to do stuff that they don't, for those people that don't want to touch code and get into all that stuff, these are easy ways to solve your problems. And as I learn more, I can 
maybe I'll learn a better methodology or a better option or a better choice for that. But you do have to be willing to course correct along the way. So here's a little story. I was working with a coaching client last month and we were discussing, um, which you'll hear more about her also, because she took action and she implemented stuff and I'm super excited to see where she takes it. But she was mentioning a WordPress product that she wanted to create. And she does WordPress site work for clients. She does training similar uh, uses. I think she uses, this is horrible, but I believe she uses Builder. So we were talking about this and, and she, she's explaining this product. And, and I said, <laughs> one simple question that everybody should ask themselves. I said, well, how do you know that people want that? And you probably know the answer was that, well, I don't. And just because we have an idea doesn't mean it solves a problem for other people. And of course, by other people, I mean our audience. But we'll get into that in a second. But, you know, the the analogy that I came up with, and this I may have mentioned before, but, you know, it's literally like going to the grocery store and buying food for a dinner party for 20 people when you haven't invited them. But you're hoping that they're going to show up, right? It's, it's kind of cuckoo. And, you know, the difference between say the dinner party and creating the product is that clearly with the dinner party, you look at this and you say, I'm going to waste time, money, and food. Get it? Valid, right? Now with the product, you might think, well, I'm wasting time and money, but that's really only if you value your time. And everybody says they value your time. I get it. But I can't tell you how many small business owners or freelancers or web designers, they do extras or they charge based on the client, not on their value. So, you know, pricing is another conversation. But why on earth would you spend time and energy creating a product that you don't even know if anybody wants? So as an example, so she shifted this. She then, which is fabulous, she hosted a webinar, an open Q&A and asked people what they needed help with. And she was thrilled. It was her first webinar. She had a great response. She got an outstanding testimonial from somebody on the webinar. And now she knows, you know, much more focused clarity on, you know, this is what people want from me and ask people if they'd be willing to pay for it. You'd you'd be surprised at what people are willing to pay for it when they trust you and you've built a relationship with them. You know, so with, with the product piece of this and knowing what people want, it all ties back in with what your WordPress site says about you. If you were to go to my site, the WordPress chick, and all you found were articles on Twitter and Facebook and Pinterest, would you be like, um, kind of a disconnect here. I don't get the point. And where I've written posts, maybe on those uh, social media things, it's always relative to WordPress. So whether it's when Pinterest started getting really popular, it was Pinterest plugins for WordPress. Okay, they're related. They're tied in. And obviously blogging and WordPress, it's it's social, it's the internet, all that stuff. But it, there, there would not be the cohesive message there. And so right off the bat, people aren't going to trust me, right? So it says a lot about me if you go to a site that says the WP chick, WordPress happiness made easy, and I'm not talking about WordPress. So keep those things in mind. Um, you know, so when people land on your site for the first time, what is the message that you're sending out? And I really think that people take, they really are so personally vested. And I really get that. I I totally, totally do. But you have to be able to step back because 
if you know what you want to accomplish, i.e. build a business, earn income, provide value, you know, solve problems, help people, all that good stuff, you have to be able to, to take yourself out of it a bit. I really want to remind you that it's really okay that this is something that evolves, grows, and changes along the way. As long as you're sure of the message and that you're conscious of it. Okay, let me give you another example because I'm one of those people that I like that tangible show me how can I apply this, right? Theory is good to a point. Okay, so I had a client who hired me to do a new site for him and it was a side business. He had a full-time job, really, really nice guy, and he seemed to have a pretty clear understanding of what he was doing and why he was doing it. He had a mentor. It was, he was, um, I'm not going to go there. Anyways, he had a mentor that was helping him with his business piece of it. And so we go through the normal process. Here's your proposal. He signs off, pays, we're all good to go. We get, you know, the colors and what are you looking for and all that stuff's done. Start on the logos. We select the logo, uh, multiple logos later, (laughs) which, you know, I haven't had somebody get stuck on this, on that type of stuff for a long time, which to me says I probably wasn't really, I wasn't clear enough in the way I communicated when we started working together because I've got to the point where I don't often have people that want to spend time on the width of, a, of, of something or two pixels here or, you know, three shades lighter here because that stuff doesn't. It's important, but that's not what's going to convert. Okay, so then we go through, we select the logo, then we do mock-ups, then we select the mock-up, we code the site. And I should have known, you know, because once the site was coded, there would seem to be these random requests would come in and you'd want to get on the phone. And I don't really do that throughout the site process. It's primarily we do the initial call and there might be one or two in between calls, but it's not really necessary when you are clear, hence the clarity again, from the beginning. So, you know, I, I should have seen this because what happened is I started saying, well, you know, I'm not going to get on the phone until you provide me with XYZ that I've asked you for. And simply because every time we got on the phone, another design change or request came in. We've all had those clients. And again, super great guy. Very, very nice. So before you know it, he starts sending me emails about how to maybe change the header or how do I adjust this widget? And I said, well, why, why, why do you want to do that? Because I said, are you, do you want to start doing WordPress sites for people? Well, no. Okay. Um, he's not a designer he's not going to be doing it for a living. And I understand if, if you're kind of having fun with something, but that's when you say, I need to set up a play site for myself. I need a development site, but this, what I'm doing now is not really going to help me accomplish my goal or help the site convert the way I want it to convert or help me grow a business. Right. Okay. So I go to the site and (laughs) I, you know, I look at it and there are two or three widgets, maybe I'm exaggerating, but there's there's a couple widgets in the sidebar that have nice, pretty banner ads, multiple, you know, like four, the 125 by 125, four banner ads in each widget. There's uh, an offer for somebody else's training course in the footer. We're copying and pasting. That's great. He's getting all this stuff in. There's no new content. None. None. Zero, zip, zilch, nada. I, I, you almost wish that, <laughs> too bad when WordPress is installed in the dashboard, I can't say, you know, hi, this is your first WordPress site. Remember, you're now a writer. 
Um, but anyways, and it just, it, it bummed me out for him simply because what do you think the first impression is going to be if you never know? And I get it if it's under construction and don't get me wrong. I understand it's a new site. It's a new business, but you have to start writing. And this is a message that is going directly out to a couple coaching clients I've had. I love you guys, but you have to create content. The hopping from niche and idea and, and while I'm busy with this, that it, that's great. Or accept the fact that it may take you twice as long to get where you need to go. And that's fine. There is there's not a race, but it just bums me out because here's this guy and the site looked really good. I, I, I liked the way it looked. And it was like, okay, we need this, 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 and this. Get your content in. You know, I think there was a couple posts, but then it, it just, it stopped. And we got stuck in the busy work of it. But really, what? Let, let's say he's at an event for something else. Out of work, not a, a company event. And he starts connecting with somebody who's interested in his business. He hands them a business card. They go to the site and it's like, huh? You know, there's such a disconnect. When, when somebody lands on your site and it, it's not there to serve them. It's not there to accomplish the goal that you set out in mind. And so really, I, I do get that it's hard to look at your site objectively. I, and I'm going to, I've got a post that I've started, um, a draft post, and I'm going to link to another post from Marianne at designyourownblog.com about sidebars. And you'll be hearing, Marianne's done some cool stuff with me. I'm very excited about. But because I realized when I did those two courses in Fizzle, I'm like, your sidebars are kind of lame. (laughs) And they're not horrible. And I do have, you know, I use the simple sidebars for Genesis for, you know, what do I want to show up on this page? But it just, it doesn't get the attention. It's like kind of, you know, I think like once you get stuff in your sidebars, sometimes it's like, all right, those are full. That's good. (laughs) doesn't mean it's it's relevant or helpful. You know, I'm sitting here looking at the post for this episode and I'm like, okay, follow me on Rebel Mouse. I don't use Rebel Mouse. I mean, I've got stuff linked to it. I don't ever go there. I don't, I just don't. I mean, I've got a, it's called social stream, like a page embedded in my site underneath the about, but other than that, so okay, that's going to go. Connect with me on Google Plus. I like Google Plus, but I've also got the icon in the upper right header, right? Do we need the big Google Plus picture in the sidebar that is too big? No. WordPress resources. Okay, yes, helpful. However, I'm giving people, let's see, one, two, three, four, five ways to leave my site, right? Right then and there. Don't read my content. Go check out these cool resources I'm showing you. So, and I'm not saying not to put resources, but maybe simply keep them under the resources tab in the nav as an idea. <laughs> And then, of course, I've got a Genesis affiliate banner on the side, which that's great, too. But I don't, and this, again, is that measure, measure, measure that I'm clearly not doing super well. But I should be measuring because I get, um, I, I do affiliate sales every month for, for Studio Press for Genesis. Not a ton, but my guess is that the more content I create and link with my affiliate link does a lot better than probably the banner on the sidebar. I'm just saying. Then I've also got my Facebook like box in the sidebar. Not a ton of value, right? There, there just isn't. And then, of course, when I start writing these posts that are getting longer and more involved and more content, all that happens is you end up with this big, dead, white sidebar 
below, right, where you've got your sidebar, because there is no way I'm going to go make a custom sidebar for a repost. And so you have to kind of wonder, who who am I serving with this sidebar? And what does it say about me, especially because people don't even see it anymore. If you're not changing it out, like keep the opt-in form there. It's my site, right? I now have um, the WordPress Genesis for Beginners 2.0. It says coming soon. It's a graphic. If you click it, it takes you to a landing page. Kind of makes more sense. It's my stuff. It's my site. And it's cohesive with the message that I'm trying to put out there. So I'll definitely be cleaning up some sidebars here. But the point with that too is it's just, it's not really a huge benefit. And I guess, you know, maybe if you're new to the site and you haven't heard of one of the resources or um, you see a banner, but I do know myself, if I go to a, a WordPress site that, you know, maybe they're a news aggregator of what's happening in the community or whatever, and I see a banner or something that I've never heard of, I'm like, ooh, shiny object. What is that? I'm like, oh, what is that? Like new plugins, new toys, right? I, I bolt. And sometimes I go back to the site, but it just depends. So again, what are you trying to accomplish with your site? And does the sidebar help? And I realized this in the post that I created and published today, the uh, sell with WordPress, excuse me, sell with Genesis. I did a full width post. So no sidebars at all. And can I tell you, it is so much easier to read. And my site's, I think, you know, it's pretty clean. It's white. I don't, I didn't get anything, you know, I didn't do anything totally wonky in terms of tweaking spacing or anything. It's pretty clean. And, but the the full width post for an 1800 word post, can you imagine how long that would be to scroll? And I was like, this is kind of dumb. So, and it was bugging me because the images, I didn't pull in a ton of images into the post, only, I don't know, five or six or something, but it was kind of bugging me because it looked busy or, you know, having a full width image in a post where you've got a sidebar, like I've kind of set a new style, basically, I could do that with all my posts, right? So the image, the graphics at the top, and then there's a the post. And then I put in, I intersperse other graphics if if they're relevant. And when I was doing that, it just seemed like this is just gonna be too much. So I went with the full width post, and I was totally happy. I am totally happy with the way it turned out. So and what what does that tell the visitor when they get to the site, when they get to that post, let's say that's their first impression of me. It's like, wow, this is totally valuable, I'm hoping. Um, but I, I was very specific. I talked about PayPal. I talked about different e-commerce plugins. And then I talked about a new e-commerce option. That's not a WordPress plugin. And I'm going to do an, a whole show on that in a couple weeks. But it was kind of, here's three different ways to approach this. But I also looked at it from the perspective of what are you trying to accomplish with your e-commerce platform? Do you need a shop or are you selling one-off products? So I guess there's, this was a little light bulb moment that you just got to witness. <laughs> it was like, ah, there's a message there too. What am I trying to accomplish with the e-commerce? So, you know, I'm not saying that everything you do needs to be this calculated and thought out, but you know, it, it's kind of like writing. And when you go to write a post, the goal should be not just to talk about something, but to show somebody something, to teach them something, to share something, right? So, you know, I always go back to the old five paragraph essay when I whenever I get stuck with writing. It, it, I swear to God, this got me through college, but it's, and not this simplistic, but 
it's that, you know, thesis statement, three points, and you wrap it up and summarize it, but you tie them all together, right? The first, the first paragraph needs to link into the next one. The next one, the second links to the third and the final paragraph summarizes, ties it all together. And I, I just, I've realized that with my site too, that it's like, well, is it cohesive? So if somebody goes from one page to the next, and I don't mean necessarily that every category has to totally tie into another one, but it should all address what are you trying to accomplish with your site? Is this a business site? Is this a hobby site? You know, you really need to know um, in terms of where you're going and what you want to accomplish and use those guidelines when it comes to what you put on the site. And I'm sure many people out there who do websites for clients or freelance work or whatever, you know, there's so many cool things you can add to a website. And I'm trying to pull some of those back. Not that I don't want them. But again, what is the point of putting this on there? So here's an example. And I remember when like sliders were all the rage and it was the featured content gallery. Does anybody remember that? Because I did, that was one of my first PDF giveaways. This was pre-Genesis. And there was just sort of like, oh, it's a slider. And you know, but what's what's the point of the slider? Like whenever I always think when a client says they want a slider and my like soliloquy is great because you don't have to link it to a page or a post. There are some sliders that have to be linked to a page or a post. And so if you're looking for, you know, I don't know, like if you're a a travel blog, well, pictures are going to be huge, right? If you're a hotel or a beach resort, well, a slider is going to really serve a very specific purpose for you. But if you can't really see the purpose and how it's going to help your audience, don't put it in just because it's cool. Well, I mean, why do you think I have so many development sites where I play with plugins? <laughs> like, damn it, I can't figure out why I need that. So I don't put it in. But think about all those things too. Where do you go from here if any of this has resonated with you and you're like, you know what? I don't think the way my site looks or what I'm presenting measures up or is in line with what I want to accomplish with my business. Okay, so first of all, you have to get clear. And I'm not kidding you, you guys, when I tell you that I had taped to the one of my monitors, it said, I choose clarity. <laughs> and, and this was relevant to everywhere in my life. And I know I talk like I'm confused sometimes, but <laughs> I'm really not. It's just my mouth can't keep up with my brain. But the I, it was, I said, okay, I choose clarity. And so it was simply getting clear. And that might take you two weeks, it might take you two years. It is what it is, right? But just stick with it. But you have to make a decision that I need a clear focus. And that doesn't mean that you create a site and you get it all done and it looks great. And a year later, you've hit that wall where it's like, Ugh. do you remember earlier this year? I was, I was really like, maybe it's time to move on from WordPress. Well, okay, I hit the wall. Let's stick it out. You got to stick out those, those stuck, crappy times <laughs> where you just feel like, if I have to freaking do another video on a plugin, I'm going to scream. <laughs> And then it's like, oh my God, look at this plugin. Okay, now I'm happy again. This is fun. You, you, you have to get through those times. You have to make yourself, okay, go do it. And just one foot in front. I'm totally moving my feet. Look, you guys can see me walking one foot in front of the other. But you have to stick through those times. So and just like everything else, there's ebbs and flows. You're going to have more traffic. There's going to be less traffic. But I can guarantee you that when you get clear on what you want to accomplish with your site, 
it's going to be much clearer to your visitors because it's just, it, it's kind of starts screaming at you. You know, I was saying at the very beginning of the show that perception, right? That all of a sudden your awareness changes and you're, it, you just get it. I'm so conscious now when I, when I visit sites because of these courses that I've taken and I'm sitting here thinking, oh, I get it. The content isn't the focus here and it should be. So I just start looking at things differently. And the more focus I put on the content, the more engagement I get. The more engagement I get, the more relationships I build. You get the point. Okay. If you're not sure, and and you really don't think you can be objective, maybe get, first of all, once you've gotten clear, and you've come up, and you don't have to write the statement down, but even to yourself, say, you know, I want to attract clients that earn X amount of dollars and are coaches and consultants, and I want to help them take their business to the next level. I know it's kind of generic too, but get once you've got that clarity, tell somebody that you trust and respect, ask them, say, this is what my business is about. What do you get when you go to my site? Or here's, here's a bigger test. Ask them to tell you the message that they get when they land on your site before you tell them what it is you're trying to accomplish, right? Because don't jade them at all. And it needs to be someone who's going to be honest with you, lovingly honest with you. We don't need any jerks. Uh, But you do need to ask somebody, you know, what is this? And I've got, actually, I'm excited. I'll just throw this in there now and I will link to this stuff. Uh, I'm going to link to the post with Marianne and the sidebars uh, at the end of this on the show notes. And then I'm actually talking tomorrow to Andy Hayes and his site is andyhayes.com. So, hey, Andy, if you're listening to this. Um, we have exchanged a couple emails and I found Andy through Jonathan Perez, Surefire Web Services, super fun interview uh, last week. But Andy is, his, I love this, his tagline on his site says creative web producer. And he has a um, testimonial that says, Andy Hayes is a Quentin Tarantino for websites. Okay, how friggin' awesome is that, right? And did you automatically see John Travolta with the eyes, the fingers in front of his eyes dancing? <laughs> Anyways, I'm talking to Andy tomorrow because he does site reviews. And he has, uh, I'm reading his book right now that he co-authored uh, called Create a Website That Converts. I told you guys, I'm sort of on this obsessed mission right now because I, this is my this is my livelihood. This is my bread and butter, but it's also what I love doing. And I want to get better at it. And I want to help my clients get better at it. So I'm talking to Andy tomorrow because he does classes and he does site reviews. So we're going to be doing that and we're going to hopefully get that scheduled tomorrow. So if you connect with him, let him know where you heard about him. <laughs> but I will definitely link to that. <clears throat> Excuse me. So he would be a perfect example um, to have a site review done. I I, I don't, well, I, I do site reviews with clients when I work with people. So if you're interested, let me know. But I'm interested to even get Andy's perspective. He's completely, this is what he does for a living. So pay someone. If you're, it's your business, it's your site, hire someone to do a site review for you. And really, you know, you have to decide. There's multiple types of reviews. You can get a super all-encompassing one where they literally, you're going to get keywords and you're going to get SEO and all that stuff. But f- let's start with where you're stuck, right? So get clarity and let's just see if you can get someone to review your site to see if you're you're getting the message across or that your visitors don't land on your site and I'm like, what is going on here, right? I'm not sure what this is about. Okay, so that would be the next point in terms of where do we go from here? Get someone to review the site, get someone you trust and respect to tell you what they think 
you're trying to accomplish or or what your message is, what who the voice behind the, the business basically. Um, and then next, if if they're not cohesive and they don't line up, then start adjusting it. And do me a favor. <laughs> I said this to um, a client I connected with last week for a site fix. She was like, oh, you know, I was thinking about rebranding and stuff. And she just moved to a new state and is establishing her business. I said, you know what? I said, why don't you wait till your business can pay for the site? And I know that might sound cuckoo to anybody who's like, why would you do that? Why wouldn't you sell her? Well, actually, I don't think anybody in my audience has that mentality. But you know, you have to weigh those things out. So I do think it's important to to say to yourself, well, because I can guarantee you that great content is more important if you keep your site simple and clean. I, I'm just saying, and I love the visual stuff, you guys. I am a geek for that. It's not what I'm trained in, but I love it. Okay, so just start adjusting it. If you get, whether you pay someone to do it or whether you um, have someone you trust and respect, say, this is kind of what I would think your site's about, then start tweaking it and test it and simply ask your readers, ask ask your audience, write a blog post about, you know, I just realized when I was listening to this brilliant podcast, I'm just kidding, but write a post where you talk about, you know, I realize this isn't in line with what I want to do and ask for feedback. Um, okay, measure, 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 measure. I'm not going to drill that in any harder, but just pay attention to what's working, where you're getting the most traction. You know, I have never been stellar at participating in social media, but let me tell you, I've been paying attention to the engagement on Facebook, not the ad stuff, but simply the engagement and the traffic it's driving. And it's like, oh, wow, yeah, (laughs) duh, right? Or the relationships that I've built through Twitter, through the Genesis WordPress community. Hey, what's up? Um, It's crazy, right? You have to, you have to pay attention to this. And I was talking to someone last week who said, well, I really really don't have time. And it's like social media, sharing content and connecting is not playtime. It's marketing. You have a business. It's okay. You know, just know that if if you're one of those people that like you go to Facebook and you're going to get stuck, then you better go in and do some scheduling in the morning or you better make sure you've got that window, Right. We're grownups. Let's we all and we and we all have those days where it's like, you know what? I'm gonna go play on Facebook for an hour, whatever. But measure what's working, okay? <laughs> and this, I love this, you know. And if it's not working, or let's say you think you got clarity, you make some shifts, and it's still not working, don't get all flipperty and piss and moan about it. Simply shift gears a bit and keep going. Truly, it's just. And let me tell you. It's the little course corrections that tend to have a bigger impact over the long run, right? So and a complete branding site overhaul, first of all, that's probably a distraction, unless it's just time. You know, those things occur too. But a lot of people get caught up in the busy distraction stuff. Wow, I, I honestly think I've got an armchair psychologist sitting next to me. Um, but you just, we get in our way with that. But make subtle shifts. So maybe instead of posting twice a week, you know, maybe a 700 word post, you're like, you know what, I'm going to post one freaking epic post a week. And I'm going to do XYZ. And yes, I'm pulling in random stuff or just, okay, well, what you were doing wasn't working. And maybe you haven't given it enough time to work. So don't necessarily throw the baby out with the bathwater, right? 
but maybe implement one other small thing. Okay, I'm going to do one guest post a week if I can. Whatever that looks like to you. But measure it and track it. I don't care if you do screenshots. I mean, if you've got Google Analytics installed, you can go back and view history. So, you know, that's not rocket science. Um, But, you know, it's so important to track what's working and not to beat yourself up if what you thought was going to work isn't because you also need a starting point, right? Okay. And just because I'm on a roll with examples, we're going to do another one. (laughs) And I think this is probably, you know, wow. I was, it's so funny. Whenever I start these solo shows, I'm listening to them or or I'm doing it and I'm like, oh God, I don't think I'm going to be able to get by 30, 40 minutes. And all of a sudden I'm like, okay, it's 48 minutes in. Alrighty. This is a good example though. So I have a friend who has had a great Facebook app for contests developed and I'm not being um, ambiguous and not telling you her name, but she does have a a new site that she's going to flip in terms of the theme and everything. Of course, it's Genesis. Um, And I want to do an interview with her for the podcast. So I promise she's not fictitious, but I'm just, I'm not going to, you know, this is like a spoiler alert. I don't want to throw, throw that out there prematurely, but Okay, so she's got this great Facebook app for contests or competitions because she's in Australia. (laughs) Now, what would happen if you see her maybe running a contest on Facebook or something, or you see her dialoguing, or you simply come across maybe a sales page for for the app or something, and then you go to her site, and she doesn't write about Facebook, or she's not active on Facebook, and she's talking about I can't even pick something. I was going to pick another social media, but sometimes those are a little too related. But you know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, you would see, you would not trust her immediately. You would think this is just lame. And how is it that they're selling this and doing that? Do you know what I'm saying? It just, there's, there's no cohesive message there. But I think that little example was really stellar, right? Is that you get the idea. It's kind of like, the Real Housewives of WordPress, right? The Warrior Forum. When you see people that they're selling this this latest, greatest plug-in course, Traffic Ninja, Secret Gold Warrior System. Oh my God, I totally had another Breakfast Club quote come to me. You forgot ugly, lazy, and disrespectful. I'm not going to go on with that. But you see that, right? And they're putting out this amazing thing. And then you go to their site and you're like, you don't even have, for one, you don't, even blog, and they're looking for the latest, greatest, shiny one-hit wonder. And so it's like, I'm not going to buy something from you because it's not going to be supported. You're not going to be around, blah, blah, blah. And unfortunately, there are a lot of people that don't know to look for that. So they do get taken. Wow, I went like in 85,000 directions today. Please let me know if this was way, um, how about, talk about cohesive, right? If there wasn't a flow. But you know, lastly, I do my last bit of advice. There's well, there's two things, actually, you know, one is that if if your WordPress site is is just for fun, and it's a hobby, do whatever you want to do. And you want to share everything under the sun about you, you know, everything about your life, your business, more power to you. But I don't know that I would say that that's a business blog. And I'm not saying not to include personal stuff, because clearly I do. But there has to be a fine balance. You know, I mean, I, I've got to stop quoting people when I don't remember the last name. But uh, uh, it's beyond the to-do list. Eric Fisher, I think. Thank you. Um, he did an interview with Pat Flynn. And he said, I don't like this whole work-life balance thing because 
my work is part of my life, you know, and for any solopreneur, I don't care if you've got a team of one, you, (laughs) or there's 10 of you. When you're, you know, a solo entrepreneur, and you've got a small business, you know, it, it, it is a part of your life. That's why we do this, right? It's, I don't want to go clock in and clock out. And I'll get this done recording. And probably have dinner with the kids. And then I'll probably hop on the laptop and work on a video that I wanted to finish up a PowerPoint. So and I'm okay with that, because I went and had lunch with my mom today. So you know what I mean? It's like, that's why we do it. So keeping there's a fine line between personal and private, you know, but when people see me talking about personal stuff on my site, it is in line with what I'm trying to accomplish because one of my goals this year and a huge intention with my business is to simply be myself. And I know they're overused, but is to truly be authentic and transparent. So they they kind of tie in, you know, and I, I don't think I go overboard with the personal stuff. I hope not. When I share personal pieces of my life, they're directly related most of the time to my business. What's been going on? They're, they're all kind of tied together. So be careful, I think, if somebody lands on your site and you're talking about 10 different things, you know, that's not going to appeal to somebody maybe who went to your site specifically to read a post on Pinterest, say, you know, they don't want to read about Pinterest and then golf and and then, um, I don't know, your favorite Starbucks drink or whatever. I mean, I'm pulling things out of thin air. Okay, really. And this is the last bit of advice is really... When you've done through this, just if you can sit back and look at your site from a visitor's perspective, and it's hard, and if there were only a switch, right, that'd be stellar, but, um, you know, it's really, really important to start doing that because I can guarantee you that you're going to see the the traction, the numbers, all of that's going to change when you start paying attention to those things that just don't seem that fun. Trust me, it's more fun to play with graphics. I could, I'm really having fun writing. I could do a lot more of that. But these things, they matter. They're really the foundation of your WordPress site so and your business. Um, and what I would love from you guys, though, is if you've gone through any of these processes, um, even you know defining your audience, what worked for you, or maybe you have a process that helps you get clear about, maybe you've got like a discovery process you go through with clients, I would love to hear what's worked for you. Uh, just leave me a comment in the comments on the show notes, or you can actually send me a voicemail too. And I would love to share these voicemails on the air. So if you leave me a voicemail, I will confirm with you that I can share it, but I'll put up the recordings um, on another show. Okay, I think uh, I think that wraps everything up for today. Uh, rambling as always, but you guys, I can't thank you enough for listening. I, I really am loving this. I want to see everybody get podcasts up because I'm floored at what it's done for my business and the relationships I built with it. And it's, there is something, I'm going to sound like a complete goober. (laughs) And I just said goober. But like, it makes you happy. Like you feel so when I get these comments or tweets from people telling me how much they appreciate it. It's like that little kid, like, oh my God, like you just, you feel, it feels good. It's that simple. It feels good. And it's validation that I'm on the right track with where I'm going. And of course, I would love it if you would leave a review in iTunes. Only takes a couple minutes of your time. I would really appreciate it. Let me know what else uh, you'd love to hear from. Stay tuned. We definitely have more interviews coming. And I will link to Marianne, the post I mentioned, and uh, Andy Hayes. I'd like to get him on the show before we actually do the class. 
So stay tuned for that. Um, that's it, you guys. Have a fabulous day, evening, morning, whenever you're listening to this. But thanks as always. Talk to you soon.